Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079 as we come at you on the Wednesday version of the show. Redwater's Brandon Lane's going to join us on the phone in about uh, 30 minutes as we talk dragon football. You know, down through the years, I, I have found that you do your best work <laughs> when you're just a little fired up. Me? So I try to, I, I try to inspire you whenever I can. <laughs> I'm inspired. Every day is an inspiration. <sighs> just trying to get you some inspiration. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It's good to be in here today. It's air conditioned. You're starting the day tweaking me. That's what that is. You're thumping well, me on the head. I'm a little bitter about the Rangers' streak ending in such a manner today. Why are you bitter about it? Two to you nothing. can't win every game. Tony Kirk, we had this conversation. We did. We you did. You won eight in a row. You're going to lose once in a while. Other teams yeah. get a chance to win You're too. You're playing... The, the cellar dwellers. Yes, the, you are. The the are you should be beating up on these folks. They did. They ran a, a combination. They had an opener today that yep. threw an inning or so, and then they had a guy give them four good innings yep. and threw five different pitchers. That's a way to keep a good inning ball club off bounds. They, Rangers kept Corey Seager out of the lineup today. Okay. So, uh, which I told you I thought was a bit of a red flag. They're off tomorrow. They're off tomorrow. They play again on Friday. They went three for five last night. He's had plenty of time off this year. They're making sure he's... Tom's got some tenderness. They're making sure he's fully good to go Mm. for the stretch run. Whatever, but they don't have Seager in the lineup today. Well, it was an afternoon game after a night game. All right, that makes sense for Mitch Garver, the catcher. Seager plays short. <laughs> He's dealing with thumb issues. He, he may have had a step back with a thumb. I'm thinking he has. Okay, then you're, you're yeah. all over. You're all over uh, Bruce there, and maybe he didn't do anything wrong. What, what would Cal have done today? Cal would have played. <laughs> Ripken would have been out there, but Seager's not Ripken. Talking about an all-time great. Is Seeger in the conversation of an all-time great? I tell you what, he puts together oh, a few boy. more seasons. Like, and he's, it's not like he just showed up and started playing. This guy's been good for a while. Is he an all-time great? Come on, I don't you what, think like that. I tell you what, this guy is—it's not out of the realm of possibility that he could possibly end up in the Hall of Fame. It's not. This guy could put together a number of good years. How many hits this guy got right now? I don't know. I haven't got his stats in front of me. I don't walk around with Corey Seager. Well, you come throwing Corey Seager Hall of Fame at me. That's going to be a thing. If it wasn't for Otani, do you think Seager would be the front runner for the MVP this year? Uh, Probably. All right. A couple of MVPs usually get you in the hall. Uh, No. Dale Murphy, I don't think, is in, is he? He's the exception to the rule, isn't uh, it? It's not a not a done deal. I said, does it usually get you in the hall? A couple MVPs. All right, let me let me see here. How many hits this guy? Got? He's got nine hundred hits, nine hundred sixty-five hits. Going to the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying based nine sixty. I've got nine hundred sixty-five uh, no, no, hits. No, you don't. I'm basing this not on three thousand or five hundred, because those aren't going to be obtained as much in the future. He's got 965 yes. and 156. I get that. He's not even in the Hall of Very Good. He's one of the best players in the game right now. Ugh. 
You don't agree? He's twenty nine right now. I agree. He's, he's going to have to have five years, yes. of two hundred hits a year. But it's not even that. It's I'm telling you, MVPs make a big difference, and we also know that playing on a championship team makes a huge difference. If he if these Rangers never win a championship, which has been their history. <laughs> then you're probably 100% correct. But I'm telling you, this is a very good baseball player. I'm not saying he's not good. He's a 292 career hitter. I'm not saying he's not good. Uh, I'm not saying he's ve- not very good. What's Ripken's you, you went to a whole different no, place no, talking no, no. Hall of Fame. What's, what's Ripken's oh, average? I don't He wasn't a great batter. He, yeah, he, 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 he is. He's out there every day for games. Uh, Three fifty. His record showing two eighty. Five hundred home runs. Uh, no, no. I'm thinking four hundred home runs. I doubt he had that many. And he was probably about a two seventy five hitter. Yeah. Okay. But what's Ripken's? I'm pulling. Uh, I don't. But, Ripken uh, thirty one eighty four hits. Thirty one. Right, how many seasons did he play? It doesn't matter. He's got 3,000. <laughs> 21 years he played. 21 years. 431 home runs. Ah, I said about 400. 431 right. home runs. So 3,100 hits. So oh, come on. 21 years. You think Seager's not going to be approaching those numbers? No. No. Career average, 276. I said 275. I was off. You were right there. Yeah. But he had more hits than we thought. Because he played... 21 well, years. He hasn't played 20 years. Don't have 3,000 hits. A, how many years did he even bat over 300? Mm, three. One, two, three, four, five. 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 I mean, this guy did it on longevity. That's what he's known for. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. And, and, and MVPs and a rookie of the year. Right, two MVPs. And a rookie of the year. Championship team, all star for how many years in a row? In the '83 championship. Okay, those are the ingredients for a Hall of Fame career. Okay, you tell me. All right, well, in 20 years, when Kyle Seeger is getting ready to give his speech, it's not Kyle, Corey. <laughs> in 20 years, when Corey's ready to give his Hall of Fame speech, you call me up over at the home and tell me. I told you he was a Hall of Famer. I didn't say that. I said this guy's got the potential to be a Hall of Famer. Mm. You said you were comparing him to an all-time great. This guy's one of the best players in the game right now. And he has been for two or three years. He didn't just show up in tech. He didn't get the big contract because he was a run-of-the-mill player. He got a big contract because we overpay right now. No. He's a good player. I'm not saying very good player. He's having his career year right now. He's I not living up to it. He's no. He's he's having a career year. He had a terrible year last year. No, he had a terrible half. start. Yeah, he had, he had, a, he had a very good year this just year. Well, okay. I'm just. I'm not saying. saying he's not good. I'm not saying he's very good. I'm saying you went across the Rubicon when you're well, telling me he's going Hall of Fame. I didn't say he's going. Hall. I said he's first ballot Hall of Famer. You told me. <laughs> Unanimous vote. The whole damn thing you told me. These are lies with kerosene. <laughs> it's alternate facts is what it is. It's all it is. If you say alternate facts, you say it enough times, say it enough, you say it loud, yeah. and you believe it, well, and it's I'm true. Well, I'm telling you, this guy's really good. Yeah, I'm and, not disagreeing. Uh, 
and he didn't play today. And I'm thinking he probably had a backslide in that thumb last That's night. That's what I'm thinking too, which is a red flag. Anyway, Rangers lose two nothing. Eight game winning streaks over. This looked like the week they're going to be able to make up a little bit of space between them and the Astros, since Houston had Baltimore, yeah. Texas had Oakland. And he's just two games left at Baltimore. Right, that's true. And uh, they won in dramatic fashion yeah, the last, last night. night. So uh, if, if they uh, they win today, well, they cut the lead down to two. Yeah. Or game and a half. Game yeah, and a half. down two. Probably two right now. Because it's half three, game. isn't it? I thought it was two and a half. Well, it's two and a half now. Rangers lost. Yeah. Either way. So cut it to two. Either way, <laughs> if they win... They can inch close. They've been doing this. Inch closer, and then the Rangers get hot and win a few. It should anyway, be a very fun race. I'm not disappointed about it. And your Seattle team's finally woke up. I told you, watch Seattle. I've been saying this for weeks. The Angels have crapped the bed. Yes. The, the Otani decision Mar- has not paid off. The Mariners are coming. They're hot. They're hot right now. They're coming. Telling you. When the two teams at the top are still playing well, it's tough. It is tough. So. Either way. That's how we start. I listen, it's good to hear Eric Nadell that, back in the booth. Amen to that. As I drove in today, I thought, well, I hadn't heard Eric all year. Yes. Since he's been back in the booth a week. It's, it's been, been a back. week or so, yeah. I haven't caught him on a radio broadcast. He's not in his radio voice yet. No, he's, he sounds like a little sign of something going well, on there. He's a little weak in the voice. He sounds tired yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah. And a little weak yet. Had some glimpses in there of so, the old Eric yeah. Nadell. So do you think if you're Nadell, you, what's he been doing it, 40 years? Yeah. Do you think he started the season like, I don't know if I'm going back. And he tells them and he takes some time off. And he says, I don't know. Because he said, what, mental health yes, issues? and so he's had some issues. He's probably just hit the wall. I'm guessing he's hit the wall. And anybody well, that deserves it. It's Eric Nadell to have hit the wall. The Public Rangers teachers, want to hit the wall. Public school teachers and Ranger announcers have oh. every excuse in the world yeah. for having hit the wall. Yeah, you get that one class every few years. It's uh, real good. It makes you uh, rethink yourself. The rest of them are idiots. <laughs> That's what happened in the day. Yeah. He, he saw the trade deadline. He saw where the Rangers were. First place. I'm ready to come back. I think I'll take a shot. I'm ready. I'm feeling strong, feeling good. Ready to get my back. Yeah, no kidding. Do you blame him? No. He does not have a World Series title he has called. This is maybe the last great chance for him. Not that they won't be as good next year, possibly, but I don't know that he'll be around again next year to call them. I'm okay with him being back in there, and I'm okay with him not being at the top of his game. It's good to hear him back. Yeah, again. I agree. I'm glad, as a longtime Ranger fan, glad to hear it. And at least, unlike the Orioles, the Rangers opened the door and said, "Yes, come on back in. We're going to make this work." Like Baltimore, who were the biggest idiots of the week. Actually, it was a couple weeks ago. And they booted their. Did you hear the fans TV. last night? No, I'm sure there was. They were chanting free. What, what's his name? Uh, nah, free and they yeah. <laughs> were chanting last night. D'Angelo's. Even when things are going. Uh, Idiot. I'm giving a little hint for tomorrow. One of my uh, three for Thursday oh. is going to have Oreo ties. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, now I'm I'm all a tremble here waiting for this. <laughs> I'll just give you a little hint. All right. Gonna have some Oreo ties. Okay, well, I love a good Oreo. 
Or Oreo, either one. <laughs> uh, it's about 13 after 5. Brandon Lane's going to join us on the phone, 5.30. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Segment number two coming up next. we got a little college stuff to talk about. Problems in the same old places to pack what's left of 12 and Northwestern. Yeesh. Come back in a couple. You're on the fan, 107.9. She's like a fast car. Got a pedal to the metal. Welcome back. 16 after 5. Leaving the yard. Zach and the professor. 20 years and counting. You're on the fan 107. I'm not, not all 20 on the That's fan. That's what I can't count. No, not much higher, t- to be honest. Not all 20 on the fan, but 20. Zach and the professor. Yeah. Uh, now, last we're night. beloved, by the way. No, we're, we've, we're not beloved. We've uh, been reminded again. Today, the reviews are in, and it's not us. We're not beloved. It's not us that people We're love. just a couple of goons. Yeah. Well, last night I'm down in, in the land of the rabbit, Cass County, and uh, I, I see the Ellen DeGeneres sign. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, it's still up. I, I'm a little surprised. Why would you not have that <clears throat> up? Well, you know, stayed in the closet for a year. Well, <clears throat> before they decided to put it up, and now it's up. Yeah, you don't put it back. Probably not. It's probably hard to put that back in. Yes. So anyway, I go down there last night. Have you been down there lately? Seen the campus? No. Amazing. Amazing. That's big word. They're getting the two ball fields ready, the two base, baseball, softball. Okay. I'm assuming from the look of it, the way it's been laid out, they're about to turf all that down there. Okay. Very cool looking. On campus, you know, as you used to turn in there yeah, yeah, yeah. to the right, it was kind of like a, I don't know if that was where the band marched or whatever down there. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking Down about. there, kind of that lower area mm-hmm. from the parking lot. All that's been filled in with ball field and you know for years we used to go down there and call ball games right. had to go to city park not anymore they've uh, they put uh, uh they've redone the front of the school they're adding on an addition to the wing there by the parking lot part of the parking lot area is gone now and so uh big doings down on the ahs campus there i'm glad they still have the wall of champions there yeah. you come down the hall yeah. you've been yeah. in the yeah. campus oh, yeah. as you walk down towards the gym yeah. But uh, very cool down there. Had a wife work there for a couple of years. I know you did. Oh, yeah. So, Walked those halls many yeah. times. Move furniture in those you know, halls. I used to teach there on Thursday nights. Many, you remember in the old days, I used to have to leave it. Yes, you did. At 5.30 on every Thursday as I'd yeah. race the train yes. at Queen City to try to get there as my students well, Those were the good old days. Those were good old days. Yeah. Racing the train. <laughs> so Got to beat that 5.55. Yeah. In. But uh, either way... Uh, it was really cool to see the progress that's going on down there. I didn't, I'd ask Coach about that if I'd have known. We had Coach Morton on Did there. you not see him this week? You see him he, over there? He was in there with his family All across right. the way. He didn't skim a hay? No, no, no. I was working last night. Oh, you can still socialize while you're no, working. You can. You can't really. This is print. You know, now, oh when I do broadcast, <laughs> I can eat, I can socialize. Oh. There's all kinds of things you can accomplish while you're broadcasting. When you're print media, you're supposed to be paying attention. Do you wear a tie? No. You're print media. I Aren't wore they tie wearing sh- shorts and a t-shirt. Why are you? What are you, Louie? <laughs> no. In fact, I thought that to myself. 
What would Johnny think if I showed up? Oh, he'd be shorts and a t-shirt, mortified. <laughs> you ought to have a coat and a tie on. Well, I didn't have a, a Gazette ID on. You need a hat with a press pass up in it, <laughs> yes. like old Grantland at Gilmer. Yeah, I need, that's how I you need, need to that. be. Darn, I, I need a I need an image of that yeah. before you uh, before you go off to the uh, full retirement. Yeah, yeah, I need a picture of that. I'll try to get that for you. Yeah, for, for Halloween, that'd be a good Halloween costume. Go as Grantland Rise. Yes. So, uh, like what was that. the uh, the character in the uh, the Natural? Robert Duvall's character in the National. Yeah, no, I'm thinking more Squeaky in uh, what was it, Game of, uh, League of Their Own, and Squeaky in that. I think that was your position. He was play by play guy. Yeah, no, that's that's who you remind me of. No, no, Squeaky. I'm more uh, Robert Duvall. You are. Well, no, thank you. <laughs> With your head, you may be more. Yeah. Either way, whatever. All right, it's 20 minutes after uh, five p. By the way, how'd the uh, volleyball game go? The uh, Lady well. Tigers swept. The 3A Rabbits. You figure bunnies don't have hardly any chance against tigers. Yeah, that's a bad a, matchup. It's a bad matchup mascots. 5A versus 3A. No, I'm talking about mascots. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, the rabbit's got no chance against a tiger. Probably not a good matchup for a rabbit. Think most creatures you can outrun. I don't know if you can outrun a tiger. You're not outrunning a tiger. See, they got. if you're a rabbit, you think about it. Who do you play? Well... A hawk. That's bad for a rabbit. Probably not good for a rabbit. A leopard. That's not good for a rabbit. How about a hornet? I think a hornet doesn't mess with a rabbit much. I think dragon? Probably, I don't think anyone wants to take on a dragon. I watch Game of Thrones. I don't think anyone's messing with dragons. Hey, Forget tigers, hawks, all I of them. I watched Shrek the other night. Dragon will get you. No, you can romance a dragon. And, and she'll get you. That's what happens. I think donkey got the upper hand. Maybe there. that bulldog, that Queen City bulldog. A rabbit's got a chance against a bulldog. Yeah. Well, it's not a pit bull. Just a regular bulldog. I think Rapids got a chance. Anyway, uh, college football stuff. Uh, Brandon Lane, by the way, Redwater coming up in a little bit. Uh, and by the way, Lions, New Boston. That's bad. Bears, decap. The, the rabbit's got no chance. Can a bear really catch a rabbit? Uh, I don't think so. I think you underestimate the speed and stick to of a bear, especially a hungry bear. I don't think you can hide. That's just it. You can hide from most animals. I think, Bear knows you're in that hole. I he's digging you, you out of that down hole. that hole. He's getting he's digging you out. Know that grizzly stuck like poo. No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that poo? Uh, the new poo movie a couple of years ago. Well, no, I don't remember. Right on. Huh? No, I don't remember a poo movie. It was like what? a mass murder. Poo movie? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, was, no, he was a murderer. It was horrible. I, was I had nightmares from just a clip of that. Wasn't that cocaine? No, this was a different one. <laughs> this bear was messed up, I'm man. I'm pretty sure that's cocaine poo. It was not. I, I don't know who was messed up, cocaine Johnny, bear or poo bear. They were both bad news. Johnny, anyway. Johnny Manziel starting cocaine Aggie. <laughs> <laughs> and probably was poo Aggie several times, too. Just saying. All right, um... Northwestern's coaches. See the story today? I saw where the players were still They're talking pining. about how much yeah. they miss the, the man. They're Pat pining. Fitzgerald. Pining away for him. No, 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 no. Problem was today the assistant coaches apparently came out in a Cats Against the World shirt, which the athletic director and other members of admin are taking umbrage at saying uh, that is what you call tone deaf 
and not understanding what the uh, what the issue is that's been going on around this university, and we're not doing cats against the world like somehow we have to band together because we've been wronged. We did wrong, and we need to figure out how to fix it. And I'm having a feeling there may be some assistant coaches who, if are not fined or – sir, I don't know if they're going to be fired this late in the game, although who knows. I think there's going to be some retribution for some coaches who acted on their own. The, the new interim head coach or, or new head coach basically said, I didn't know they had this. You know this. what the last head coach said? Yeah. I didn't know this well, stuff was going exactly. on. Exactly. And I, didn't, I don't want to censor people. I'm a theme here. I'm, I'm thinking, yes, they're having – Trouble understanding yeah. the moment. Top in to North bottom, there's a lack of communication there. Oh, no, that's what they were doing, top to bottom. Ouch, no. Wrong. <laughs> running them. They're running them. Yeah, bad, 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 bad. And uh, Washington State. Who? Huh? Exactly. <laughs> Folks at Washington State are rightfully feeling a bit jilted by all of their partners in the Big 12. Is uh, somewhere negotiating? How can we all join the the Big Twelve except for Washington State and Oregon State? Because no one wants you. But, yeah, but you're in a conference together. You're in a conference together, and the rest are negotiating. How can we get in the Big Twelve and leave the Pac-12? And let's not invite Oregon State and Washington State in with us. That just seems so petty. So petty. The music was about to stop playing. There were only so many chairs. No, no, no. The the Pac-12 representatives apparently approached the Big 12 and said, what do you think about absorbing us in or merging and not having those two guys be part of it? This is Mean Girls is what this well, is. Well, this is, if you're the Big 12, they don't bring you anything. Wait a minute. If you're the Big 12 and you say to the Pac-12, we could take you guys in, but probably not those yeah. two, I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm okay with if that. If you're the others. If you're the others. You don't start the conversation of, hey, let's kick these two out. They didn't kick them out. They bought them. That's the same as kicking them out. No. They no. all had a negotiated deal, supposedly. The others had kind of screwed them over. Thank you, uh, Dion. And the, and, this, and, this is Dion's deal. Oh, I don't see USC and UCLA. No, no, it's, De- it's Dion's deal. It was Dion's yes. deal. Yes. And once that Buffalo was out of the pen, yeah, you can't get him back in. The, the conference was over. No, I get all that. I'm not. I'm not saying and, any of that. I'm saying still, how did the others go and talk to the to the Big Twelve without everybody? I still don't know why they talked the Big Twelve into ASU. Oh, that just brings why? you nothing. Arizona. Great basketball program, decent football school. I love Utah. I would have never thought they could get Utah. Where was Utah going to go? I thought they'd go north. Thought they'd be north more likely to, to go to the Big Ten. You don't think Big? You don't uh, think Utah could compete in the Big Ten West? I no, but I, I go back to what you had said earlier, and I don't think Utah brings anything to the table that helps the Big Ten any. I don't, I don't think there's anything TV market-wise, money-wise. I'm splitting, and Oregon's bringing me little or nothing. I think they can bring you an additional playoff spot. Well, see, they're up at the moment. 
They're 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 up at the moment. Chuck, that's a growing area. Uh, they're up. At There's the money moment. going out there. Uh, no. They haven't proven to me long. No, they're Oregon or they're Washington. They're they haven't proven part that. part of the future of college football. And they may, you may be right, but Whereas Nebraska is part of the past. Utah's part of the future. Yeah. See, and I think Nebraska makes the Big Ten pause about Utah. I think they look at well, Nebraska going, yeah, we had Nebraska over to that dude and one's on the downtick. Well, when they thought Nebraska was Utah, solid when they got I them. I think is a quality program. Either way, I, I didn't see him going to the Big Ten. I didn't think there was anything they added to the Big Ten. I think whoever, I think Utah is the plum of all these. The plum of all of these. If I'm wow. the Big 12, I mean, obviously USC and UCLA are on a different level. Well, I think Oregon's me, on a different level. Yeah, no, give me Utah over Oregon the next Ooh. 10 years. Okay. The only thing that keeps Oregon in the game is field night. Yeah. I know that's a big deal. It is a big deal. But it's not the deal it used to be. It's still a big deal. Not the deal it used to be. Utah has got it figured out. Okay. Either way, Washington State left out in the cold. Oregon State left out in the cold. They're probably going to join the Mountain West now. And I read a real interesting article yesterday about San Diego State. A lot of Mountain West schools right now have no love for San Diego. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Mountain West doesn't do to San Diego State well, what the Pac-4. San Diego State thought they were leaving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They well, were already printing up Pac-12 stuff. Yes, they were. Thinking they were getting 30 mil. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking the rest of Mountain West may go, you know what? Do we really need San Diego State that badly? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think right now they're thinking, no, we're going to yeah. add Washington State, and Oregon State, and Cal and Stanford may I come along. I think that's a decent-sized TV market. And they, oh, it's a great TV market. Yeah, so it's no, a great I market. Think, you want to play your games there. Yeah, I think they want San Diego State. Yeah. Either way. All right, we're going to take a break. It's 29 after 5, this thread here. Uh, Brandon Lane going to join us next. We'll get him on the horn. We'll talk a little Redwater Dragon football next segment. Leaving the yard. Zach of the Professor. On the fan, 1079. You stick around. back it's 33 after five leaving the yard zach and the professor here on the fan 1079 we always joke about it. it's live radio all plans are soft 99 percent of the time when we pick up when we expect somebody to show up they they don't for some reason we pick up the phone they don't answer i don't think in all the years we've done this i had somebody i was expecting to be on the phone who says i'm standing outside the studio i'm like what Brandon Lane joining us this afternoon from Redwater. You got to get in here close to the mic now, Coach. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. It's great to see you. You too, man. You too. Just going to dinner and figure we were close enough to go ahead and hop in. So did you get that invite? We were going to dinner? I text you. Oh, yeah. I yeah. text you. <laughs> in fact, I even offered this kind of guy. I offered really? to let him do the next two segments. And I'd have him Yeah, Zapata's he said he'll and... take my wife and kids yeah. and take place real quick. They yeah. eat a lot? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. yeah there you go. Stay here. <laughs> you probably want to rethink that plan. That's it's it. great to see you again. Yes, sir. Now, how are you doing? How's uh, we got a year under our belt? It's all easy from here. 
Oh, so this is uh, you know actually going into year three. Three, that's right. That's yeah, right. year three. Uh, obviously, you know, as a new AD and head football coach, that's the year that you expect to see everything with your stamp on it. Yes. Um, you know, we're in a very fortunate situation where we're returning a lot of starters from our team last year, um, who got in a situation to battle for a playoff spot. Ended up losing that on a tiebreaker to points. Uh, but bringing back a starting quarterback offensively uh, is a huge deal for us. You're not we, kidding. We feel like we've gotten the entire offense in, uh, all the bells and whistles and adjustments and tempos, and uh, having that signal caller there to, to lead the way is huge for us. Uh, but we've got a lot of experience around him on both sides of the ball. For, for folks who don't understand how important that is, having that one kid back there who's been back there a full season – who understands what you want to do on offense, who's been through film with you, who's had a chance to go back and look at where he didn't do things right. Uh, how do you even quantify that? I don't know that you can. I mean, we'll find out on Friday nights. You know, that, that'll be the quantification. Right. Uh, just that, like you talked about, the hours that he and I were able to spend together uh, and, and Coach Thompson, the quarterback's coach, and Coach Howe, the offense coordinator, uh, just being able to communicate to Gavin – uh, what our expectations are so that he can make sure that he truly is that field general. And right. uh, the message in the huddle is the same as it would be if a coach was standing there. Now, is your philosophy – I've had time to get him in my system to make him play my game, or have you no. tweaked yours a little bit to fit what you saw in him a year ago or previously? Very much so. So we are um, very systematic in what we do. Um, the X's and O's part of it is going to look the same. Um how how it comes across is different based on the group of kids every year um, so we found out what not only Gavin but offensively what the entire group because we're bringing about seven starters so what did those seven guys do very well last year and we need to make sure that that is a huge component of what we look like offensively this year uh, same defensively finding those identified guys from last year they're coming back what did they do well so that we can put them in a better position to succeed are, are we far enough along at, at uh, 3a in high school we could start looking at our film over a full season and start seeing not just what plays work what throws did he make that he's comfortable with? Which ones that we called? And as we start going back and looking at how many times we called that play and it didn't work and why not? Are we that far 3A that we can do all that? We, we are. I mean, we run analytics uh, not only just at the end of the season but weekly. Really? Uh, to find out. You know, we, we're huge on efficiency. Um, so what is an efficient play for us? It's down and distance dependent. Uh, we want to make sure that we're getting half the yards each down and distance needed. Um, and we rate it based on that. But uh, we do that, uh, and that helped us because, uh, you know, as coaches, that you know, this is my 18th year coaching. This is my 13th year calling plays. It's, uh, we want to make sure that it's not my favorite play. It's what this group of kids runs well. How, how big is your playbook? I mean, do you have one that's just I, I've got, you know, plays for days, or is it I've got a handful and we do variations off that? Uh, variations. So we have uh, eight – eight basic run games uh, we have six basic pass games and then rpos uh, we're very formational that's how that's what we're looking for is to create matchups angles or numbers so again it can look the same out of a bunch of different formations but for those five guys up front the offensive line it doesn't change right. uh, for the quarterback truly the scheme the, the concepts don't change it's just a matter of who's in which spot uh, how much leeway will an experienced quarterback have you know uh, coach norton used to tell me he used to give his his quarterback an option to run or pass yep. but he didn't give him a whole lot of room to change what how much are you going to give gavin this year so we um again thankful for gavin but it's about those other guys around him uh i would say that we probably tag 90 percent of our plays with a rpo with a run pass option tagged to it 
trusting that Gavin's going to make the right read, and he does that. He did that very well last year as well. Uh, but all the film time and all the extra reps that he got this spring and this summer as the guy um, helped him tremendously. We have full confidence that he's going to get us in the right play based on our defensive alignment. Um, but there are there are some he's got some freedoms this year that he didn't have last year. Um, again, having those core receivers, Marquez Jones and Brody Johnson coming back, um, they're, they've had a lot of reps together. Are you calling plays? Yes, sir. Uh, we we uh, have you got eyes in the booth? We or? have. Yes, sir. We have a very. Uh, I've got a very experienced staff. Uh, very very excited about what they bring. Bryce Hausman, offense coordinator at the five eight. So, so how late do you get to play in on a, on we're, a play we're, clock? We're trying to go as fast as we you can. Want to go pretty quick. Yes, sir. Uh, to give again, give Gavin those options. Uh, give Coach House some options to see. Hey, we might need to look at this. Uh, how, how much do you script before you get out there? going into a game yeah like some guys say i got 10 plays or i got 15 no, plays so we don't we don't do series scripts um we we base on we we go through we're gonna have 60 plays every friday night that we've repped at least 10 times each uh throughout the week and right. we take that script and then uh based on defensive adjustments because we're very different than most of our opponents film you know we're not wing t slot t right. which a bunch right. of people out here us and hooks look way different yeah. than everybody else in our in our region or in our area um, at the three-year level so you kind of don't know what you're going to get until you get there right you know but we have those plays that we've made sure that we've repped at least 10 times each throughout the week are you surprised there's somebody running a wing tee at this stage no no because really? i think it's a, a very equalizing offense because uh, you have so many variants at the smaller classifications sure. that uh, different group of kids and we have a wing tee base in our offense Do you? you know we're down and out uh, we just we block down and kick out with different people right uh, but creating angles and leverage for those guys because sometimes you may not have big linemen you know and do um, you this year? We're pretty big. Are you? We're pretty big. Well, you say pretty big. What's pretty big for Redwater? Uh, we're six foot, average six foot. We have a 5'10", and we have a 6'3". Um, okay. Six foot, and we're about 247, 248 average. How, yes. many, how many of them are going to have to go both ways? Zero. That's great. Wow. How many numbers you have come out this year? We have 65 in the high school football program. Are you program. kidding me? No, sir. That's were you like surprised by this number? No, or you've been feeling this no, is we, where we've been going. We've been building up each year. You know, last year we had fifty eight, which was the largest right. in Redwater history, and this year we're at sixty five. Uh, my first year we we're at fifty two, so we're continuing. We're, we're keeping those kids from the junior high to the high school, um, and it's we're very excited. We do. We get to two platoon. Our kids we're one of the only teams on our schedule that do it. We play one side of the ball. Uh, we have four kids this year that are going to cross over and play limited reps on the other side of the ball. Last year we did it with two kids, um, so it what's, is an advantage. What's the for decision us. making on that? Does the DC get no so, X uh, amount of plays, or does he have to ask to have that kid? No, or? no, not at all. Nathan Turns, my defense coordinator, uh, he has full reign anytime that he needs one of those guys. They're going to be on the field, um, but we do a lot of work ahead of time. Um, obviously group by group is different um you know last year we knew that we were going to be really good on defense we felt confident in that so we made sure that he had his priority picks um we always pick the quarterback the offensive line that's that's the ones we're going to take first uh, and then tell him he's got the next ones he wants um, now we have a pretty unique playmaker uh and junior marquez jones that um everybody knows he benefits our team with the ball in his hand and we so can he, do that offense. get him he does. When he, he does whenever, get whenever he wants him. Wow. Whenever he wants him. Yeah. Now that's situational. You know. Does that, he that, use him as a corner or at safety? He plays safety. He he's a numbers to numbers free safety. Right. Um, he's a he's a special talent. And are people finding him? Is he getting looks? Yes, sir. So he's got an offer from uh, UNT and Sam Excellent. Houston, both as a sophomore last summer or last spring. 
I had a baseball injury, injured his hip so he didn't get to run track, which hurt his recruiting. Uh, everybody was waiting for his verified times. So he can fly. Everybody in East Texas can run, and he pops yeah. out on film. Yeah. Um, everybody out here has somebody that can run, uh, but he, he stands out as one that runs quite differently. Which it's a little unusual at Redwater. You guys don't typically have guys that are – that are burners. I mean, honestly, you look around at Hooks and mm-hmm. New Boston sometimes, yeah. Atlanta yes, a lot. Yep. To have Redwater have a burner, that's even a you know bigger luxury. Oh, we're we're excited. We've we've got a pretty good team speed right now. We've got uh, our strength is up, our size is up. Again, year three. It's, no, it's going it. to be what it's supposed to yeah, be. Yeah. No. You know? Was there ever any temptation to put the ball in his hand every play? Put him at quarterback. No, we so I, I don't I don't buy into that philosophy as much because I think it's easy for a defense to take out the quarter I, the quarterback in particular. I think you can game plan around that. Um, so we move him around and we create matchups with him. Uh, let's get him the ball uh, fifteen twenty times a night because those fifteen or twenty times are explosive. You know, last year when we played beat Paul Pewitt at home, he had four touchdowns on the night. Um, you wildcat him at all? A little bit. A little bit. Very, very, very little. You know, it's yeah. funny. More and more, I'm hearing coaches talk about touches instead mm-hmm. of carries. Yeah. However, he's got to get the ball. I don't care. Uh, my pride's not too big to say that we're going to run the ball or we're going to throw the – we're going to get our guys the ball, however that happens. Uh, and a lot of people dictate that defensively. You know, are they going to double cover him uh, when he's a, a number one receiver or, or when he's in a slot? How are they going to do that? Uh, and that's our game planning you talked about earlier going in with a script. Our, our script is more formations to find people's alignment versus uh, a couple of our players, gotcha. with Marquez being one of them. Yeah, you talked about your defense, and we'll come back after the break and talk about them again. We very rarely have coaches come in here and jump in about their special teams. Mm-hmm. What's yours look like? <laughs> so this will be the first year in Redwater that I don't have an identified kicker or punter going in the end of the season. That's always fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're going in where you feel pretty confident. Don't you in know that's why you have a soccer program, Coach? We do, do not soccer? have a soccer program. That's why I'm telling you, Coach. That's why you have we, it. Uh, we, we've found a guy that we think is going to be able to do the job when we need him to do the job Uh, but it is it's definitely different because going in you like to know who your guys are going to be offensively defensively and special teams wise and we feel pretty good in about 21 of the 22 spots and none of the special teams you're just not knowing not snapper yeah we have snappers we have holders we have gunner we have guys that'll run down tackle but having the guy that's important kicking is very important Did you not have Very anybody important. in the in the uh, sub varsity the last couple of years? Uh, we did just leg strength's not quite there yet. Okay, and that, that's we've actually got that's three it, yeah. on our JV uh, that kick very well, good form, good technique, but uh, they're not going to kick it out of the end zone on a kickoff. And you know that twenty five plus range where we would want to kick a field goal is just not there yet. We've had coaches around here who just completely swore off kicking. They just would go for two every time. And I know you, not, not everybody wants to start a year talking about that, but the reality is you're going to do a couple of scrimmages, I'm assuming. Yes, you're going to audition and see if anybody's actually going to be able to put a ball between the uprights. Or, or, are you not? You know, are, are you of the mindset of if that's what we got to do, we're going to go for two then? Everything's on the table. That's it. <laughs> Everything's on the table. Two is better than one if you, if you can get it. That's right. Uh, but one's better than zero also. Uh, that's so. true. Um, We'll see what happens. You know, we're going to, again, play that week by week and see what happens. Brandon Lane sitting in here with us from Redwater. Stick around. Yes, sir. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back. We'll talk a little bit about your defense and talk about this schedule because it's no party when we come back. Leaving the yard, Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 107.9. To feel the calming effects of nature. 
take a deep breath in and out. A reminder, tomorrow is uh, Thursday, Kirk and Company tomorrow morning. Chuck Buchanan will be in with us. We'll be talking L.A. and the Cowboys a little bit. There you go. But today we're talking Redwater Dragon football. Brandon Lane, the head coach and athletic director from Redwater, is hanging out with us this afternoon. You guys were 4-6 uh, and six last year. Yes, sir. Came out with a couple of tough losses, tough opponents. Got a couple wins. Got in the district. Got some tough opponents. Got a couple wins. And then finished with the the two heavyweights that kind of kicked you around at the end. Um, you start obviously um, with Wascom in Atlanta, which you know most people are looking at that going good. God. And of course, you want to get ready for district. I would assume that's what those two do more than anything else. Absolutely, absolutely. Wascom's uh, been very good for the past decade. Uh, we know they're going to be physical, which we have opponents in our district, uh, Pewitt, New Boston, that they are going to be physical. We need to prepare for that. Uh, and then Atlanta, uh, I think they're the closest thing we can find to hooks just from a speed standpoint uh, to be able to see what that looks like and, and put our kids in a position to be successful against those type of opponents. So the goal against them this year is what? And obviously you want to win every game, Absolutely. but the reality is you want to do what with this? Uh, we'd like to start off 1-0. Okay. I mean, that, that's the – that's all we're talking about right now is finding a way to beat Wascom at home. I think that would be a huge statement for our program of where we're at. Uh, because, and it, I talked about our kids about realistic. Here's where we are. I'm not going to dangle a carrot that they can't get. I, right. I believe that we can go out and be 1-0 and uh, and then go out and play a very good Tyler Morton coach at Atlanta Rabbits. I think they're, he's done a great job last year getting yes. turned around. Um, they are very fundamentally sound and physical. Uh, and, again, the speed that they have is just different you know the running rabbits can really run yeah no they're a great um, challenge they are so i'd like to see us compete as well as we can in that game you know we had opportunities last year in each of those games to make plays to go ahead and we just didn't get it done um, but that youthful experience we started nine sophomores last year you got two scrimmages this year we do one scrimmage uh, and i do that because we didn't get the bye until week 10 okay so that's a yeah. long stretch, okay, that's, especially so at 3A level. Who you a, got in your scrimmage? Uh, we're scrimmaging Queen City and Maud in a three-way scrimmage okay. in Redwater Friday. Uh, Varsity will start at that's 6 o'clock. That's unusual on the Texas side to have three-way. That's, that's, it's, it's that's good for us. In Arkansas. Again, we have the numbers that it, it's good for our kids to get reps uh, and, again, just get us prepared for those first few weeks because it is. You know, we, we've got to come through the Wascom and Atlanta games healthy. Uh, to go compete against a Winona team that's got a lot of speed. They yep. took several kids to state track meet. Uh, New Diana has had a kid that medaled in the 100. I mean, they're they're much improved as well. But to get ready, we have, we have a good of a district schedule, and we know that. This district is, is never easy. Pewitt's been down. Uh, you don't think Pewitt will stay down forever. Pewitt, Pewitt was down. Uh, Hooks and Decab were just lights out good. Um, but you lost a couple games – Close. I mean, until you got to the last two weeks, you guys were in every game. It felt like. Um, is that where you kind of felt too? We just we ran out of yeah, gas at the end. You know, we we obviously we went through a stretch where we didn't have our quarterback for three weeks in district. Now we, that'll hurt you. We lost the Prairie Lane game without him. We won the Chisholm game without him, and lost the Hooks game without him. Yeah. Uh, and he came back in, in the decap game, uh, not a hundred percent at right. all. Um, but that was a huge stretch, not only for our playoff hopes but just in the meat of the season to not have that guy there uh, but we had you know Brody Johnson stepped in and did what he needed to do for us gave us a chance every week we really leaned on our defense during that stretch we also didn't have Mark West Jones for two of those games um, so 
Yes, our kids competed their tail off. We were proud of where they were. It was 14-14 at halftime against Decap, and that's what gets lost in that score at the end. Um, We had a chance. We win that game. We're in the playoffs. No tie. We locked a spot. Um, So all those youthful kids, those young kids we played last year, um, they got that playoff environment of win and keep playing and losing your seasons over. We got that experience, which was the goal going in. We wanted to get playoff experience with a bunch of sophomores. Guys who are outside the locker room – you know, don't necessarily understand or know the difference between the locker room you had at halftime of that last game and at the end mm-hmm. where you have, you know, 14-14, you're right there, we just got – and then at the end you, you get to get a bunch of crushed kids yep. who just didn't perform the last, you know, half of a game – that they wanted to. How hard is that on a guy like you? That's it's hard, man. Right we love there. we love these kids and care about them, and, and we're preaching, you know, keep doing the right things and work hard, and good things happen to you. Uh, and it didn't, but that doesn't change. But that's the life. That's life. That's yeah, right. hey, being a husband stuff, being yeah. a, a dad stuff, and yeah. they, they got to learn how to deal with that adversity in a very uh, pressured situation. So we we flipped that script throughout off season, and we're talking about. Us, hey, we're going to be the pressure. You know, our, our kids be the pressure so that uh, there's never in a moment that's too big that crushes them. Have you been uh, pleased with off season? Very. What what makes you happy about it this year? Just the grit and the growth. Uh, again, we're bigger, faster, and stronger than we've been um, in my three years, and I we expect it to pay dividends. Are you having to chase kids to get in the in, in the weight room, or are they there not, when you get there? Not at all. They're, yeah, they're, they're there waiting on you. Excited about the kickoff. Yeah. They're they're excited about the kickoff of the season, so they they know we're going to have a good year. All right. Last week or so, you've been going early in the mornings, late evenings. What's what's being your schedule? How have you worked around the heat and all? Oh, that? what's your wet bulb? <laughs> um, so we are we practice in the afternoon. We practice at four o'clock every day. Oh jeez, coach. Yeah. So and we are we're going to follow the rules. You know they they send out guidelines of wet bulb. We're right. going to follow them. Right. Uh, we've been fortunate so far that we've only had to go inside completely one day and thank you jerry we uh we had access to texas high so last friday we were at texas high for a full practice um so very very thankful to coach stanford and those guys for allowing us to go over there so that we don't miss time um, you just gotta work. do you pick up the phone and say coach uh, so when this whole deal came out it came out june 21st they sent us an email that right. hey this is coming down right. uh, so i called jerry immediately said hey man this is what's going on uh is there any way we can work something out and if y'all know jerry oh, yeah. he's a phenomenal human and uh he's he's a coach's coach and he yep. took care of us because he, he knows that's what we're trying to t- try to take he's care got of our multiple sub varsity teams he's he got a band he's he does. got all so, kinds and that's, of folks they obviously their their people get priority uh, but whenever they can fit us in if we need it we're going to have access and again very thankful to that community for allowing us to do that you, you got to um, get you one of them be pretty nice <laughs> make life a whole lot easier yes sir it's, it would on kids and, yes, and that's the thing you're you're i i know you, you care about your kids and you're trying to make sure they're safe and and this is a you know this is a, no joke we saw kids yeah. pass away in in the metroplex mm-hmm. from being overworked and not hydrated enough this has not been a uh a, a last two weeks that have been anything anybody wants to be outside in right but at the end of the day they're gonna play on friday night they're going to play Friday at six o'clock. Yeah, uh, this and week it's supposed and to be a hundred and what? One hundred and four. Yeah, you know, and that's that's my my personal fear is that uh, yes, we're taking care of kids by the guidelines that we have, uh, but I'm very curious to see what our conditioning looks like because I've taken pride in our kids. We don't cramp it during games. Uh, well, we haven't been able to be in the heat for as long as we normally have been. Right. 
um, I think we're putting our kids in a situation to negatively affect them. I think yeah. their health and their their safety is more at risk now, um, without having the ability to get a full practice in every day, or or even be inside where it's climate controlled, and now right. you're thrown out and it's 104 and right. go play. Yeah. They're not acclimated to it. They are not. Neither are coaches. No, sir. No. <laughs> Any coaches dropping on you? No, no. It's and it's been hot. Yeah. We, but man, we we live in Northeast Texas. It's, it's always, always hot. Always hot. Heat. Always. You know, we were in Houston for coaching school, and I was talking to Ray Zapata, the the AD of uh, UIL. I said, in Houston, one of the most humid cities in the world. Right. The wet bulb at that time was lower than it was in Redwater. So what? Are, what? Are we, we're not the same. No. You know, we have to. Anyway. We're guidelines and take care of our kids uh, at the same time do our very best to get them prepared to play a football game you mentioned your defense we hadn't gotten back oh, yeah. around to it I, I know you're proud of this so talk me through a little bit what do you have coming back from last year's very outstanding defense so we bring back the uh, defensive lineman of the year Cade Pipes nice. uh, very excited about him he had 100 tackles 37 tackles for losses uh, in a situation where he is being double teamed almost every play um, very good player excited about him uh, getting to add Ethan Shoemate next to him uh, and being able we're moving Devin Smith from defensive end last year to our middle linebacker um, he, he again he's gotten gotten faster we're excited about what he can do there uh, and then our secondary we, we've got some guys coming back Greer Early and Brandon Beatty that uh, we're excited about their experience that they got last year being able to come in and carry over so uh, we're excited about Colt Morrow at outside linebacker and Anthony Hams I mean we've got a, a list of guys that are just they're your typical defensive guys. They're hard-nosed, tough kids uh, that work hard and, and get to the get to the football in a bad mood. Are, are you feeling good? It's not this year where I'm coming in saying defense. You got to keep us in these games. Correct. Yes, sir. That that I think has allowed everybody to breathe a little better because yeah. we we feel confident that this group of offense can put up a little, a little more points than we were able to last year, and uh, that always takes care of your defense. If we can score more than they do, we're going to win, regardless of what the score is. Um, and we feel like we're going to have a chance to be pretty explosive offensively, which will allow our defense to play fast and free and be aggressive for the football. You got me all jazzed over here. Oh, we're ready. Yeah. Coach, been here a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Who do your kids and who does your community consider the rival? Uh, I would say that Hooks would be the one that you know everybody thinks. So we got to beat Hooks and everything. And uh, Coach Birdwell and those guys have done a great job over there. Obviously, they just had a, a deep run in basketball with the same kids that are coming back to play football. Um, they're a very good program. Uh, that that is absolutely a great measuring stick for us. Uh, but I, I'm not a guy that's going yeah, to. Uh, I know community. Community, community. I would say it would consider it to be Hooks. Uh, we always have a larger crowd for those. Well, it doesn't matter the sport. Um, people show up to to watch that contest, yeah. and, uh, but one game we can't put too much emphasis on one game unless it's for the district championship, and that's what we talk about. That right, let's take care of business so that that game does mean something. Right. Are the kids all uh, wrapped up in one game? No, sir. Uh, I think that they are. They get pretty it. even week killed. Week. They understand that that hooks game doesn't mean anything if we don't take care of business right. against Pewitt and Chisholm and and new boston and prairie land how'd you end up with a buy on week 10 by the way it was just, just bad odd, luck odd number and you draw uh, realignment and that's what we got you know it's better than week 11 you yeah know? that's true so we'll take that but you know there are some coaches who would say you know what i'm okay with week 10 mm-hmm. i've got my routine in and i got the bulk of my schedule in and i don't like a bye week kids aren't 
you know, not necessarily sticking to the plan. I got to do back to fundamentally things. We kind of we step back a little bit on the bye week. There are some coaches who take that position. Yeah, we don't do that. You know, our, we take care of our kids physically right. with their body. Right. Uh, but by that point, uh, they know what to do and how to do it. It's about making sure that they can do it uh, not only for the final district game, but for a playoff run. You know, that's what we're preparing them for. There you go. It's Brandon Lane from Redwater. You got music. It's great seeing you again. Yes, sir. Thank you. Next time you come downtown and eat, pop in and say hey. <laughs> That's it, man. I appreciate right. y'all very much. <laughs> We're done for today. Back tomorrow. Don't forget, three for Thursday tomorrow. Shop Buchanan tomorrow morning on Kirk and Company. And we are done for this afternoon. You've been listening to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 1079.